you're about to listen to the Super Divorce Supercast. This is Nicholas from Super Divorce. I'm uh, all by my lonesome here this evening as I introduce this next episode, which actually uh, is going to be an episode featuring myself and uh, one of my best friends of all time, Mr. Jason Vanover. Um, Bender could not make it to the show, unfortunately, but I think that uh, Jason and I did a pretty good job holding it down this episode. Jason is in a band called The Inbox as well. We talk about that some. We talk about uh, the uh, Survivor Series from just a few days ago, Survivor Series 2016, the WWE pay-per-view, um, and a few other assorted things. It's a good episode. You're going to enjoy it. So we had a we had a good time, good conversation. And, uh, of course, before we get to the episode, make sure that you check us out all across social media, uh, from Instagram at Super Divorce Band, Twitter at Super Divorce, Snapchat Super Divorce, Facebook.com slash Super Divorce, and um, also check out the Divorce Club on Facebook. And then SuperDivorceMe.com, which as Bender always says, is your one-stop shop for all things Super Divorce. Uh, every Friday we got our Super Fanatics episode that, that comes out, uh, which is our comic book review show. Every Saturday we've got Super Scary, which is our horror movie review show. Every Wednesday night we got uh, Super Tokens Show and Tell Edition, where I share a piece of gaming memorabilia and talk about it, kind of like a, an unboxing video a little bit. And then Monday and Thursday, I've got uh, Super Tokens streaming live video games on Twitch. Um, that's twitch.tv slash nv0816. And lastly, please send us some, uh, some mail, some email. You can shoot us an email at uh, divorceclub at superdivorceme.com. Let us know what you think of the shows, what you listen to, if you have any ideas for topics on the podcast, for comic books that we should review, or graphic novels, um, or any horror movies that we should watch and uh, feature on Super Scary. And then you can also tell me about any games you're playing that maybe I should check out on Super Tokens. So we want to hear from you, and uh, also any other commentary that you might have. Divorce Club at SuperDivorceMe.com Alright, with all that out of the way now, um, here's another episode for you of the Super Divorce Supercast. See you in the outro. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Jason, well, I feel like I need to let everyone know. Jason and I have been friends for how many years now? 2002, right? No, before that. 
I would say 2000. Oh, no, 2001. Maybe 2000. Could... Oh, it was. You're right. Freshman year. Yeah. Because it was in... Uh... <laughs> Emil. Ivan Emil's class. Ivan Emil's class. Because I, if I remember correctly, you walked in and we had... I think you had like a Phoenix TX CD. Yeah. Or I did. One, Some, of, the, one of us One did. of us did. Maybe we both did. We were like, hey, we should be friends. We because we both like... Google. That was a year later. Was it? Yeah. Because that wasn't until sophomore year when we had science together. What class was it before then? Uh, what was the class like that you had to go to when you first got to school? Homeroom? <laughs> yeah, it was homeroom. Because <laughs> our last names are V's. So we had to go yeah. to homeroom. Uh-huh. And we sat next to each other. And we had Phoenix TX CDs. With Mr. Prefer? With Prefer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it was uh, Mormon. <laughs> Miss Mormon. <laughs> yes. So Jason and I go back quite a ways here. We do. And, and before we were friends, I knew about him. Still knew about you. I thought you looked like Dr. Dre when you were in seventh grade. But you're... I was always curious. What was the... Uh, you know, what was the reasoning for, you know, your thinking that I looked like Dr. Dre? Like, because I, I just if saw anyone your, knows me, I yeah. look literally as far from Dr. Dre <laughs> as any human being probably could. I, I, I mean, something about your, your face. I thought so it's you, my facial features. I thought you looked like a white Dr. Dre. Okay. Back in seventh grade. <laughs> so that's was it my, was it my attire? No, it was it was your face. <laughs> it was just my face. I thought you looked a lot like Dr. Dre. So you know what's funny is I always this entire time <laughs> I always thought it was my attire. No, it was your it But was, now you're telling me it's actually my face. It was how you looked as a person. So now that I've grown up, do I still look like Dr. Dre? I don't see it so much now. No. But so back I, then, yeah, I, I I really thought so. Okay. Well Yeah. Fair enough. And I knew I knew of you even before seventh grade with uh What? There were rumors running around about me. <laughs> well, Moraine West Carrollton Little League. You oh, were yeah. you were a top prospect pitcher back I was. Then. I was. I had uh, the golden arm. Yeah. And and oddly enough, as we've mentioned before, I, you always got a hit off me. Mm-hmm. Which always really irked me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I would face you This Blars kid. This Blars kid, I was like, Hey, he's not that much. It's not like he's hitting jacks, you know, he's not hitting him out of the park. But you I always, wasn't I wasn't an all star kid. No, you were you were always going like opposite field singles. Yeah. But every time. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time you hit an op- you would always go four for four, <laughs> opposite field singles, um, and it was just you know unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. You threw breaking balls, didn't you? Because I don't remember I, you being like a big heat guy. I was never a heat guy. I had a pretty nice you know selection of junk. I was intimidated by the heaters. I was intimidated by your Zeke Isaacs, your Joe McGraws. Yeah. But were, uh, there, were, uh, there was another guy, but I can't remember his name. But I remember coming up to play it against you, knowing in my head, this guy's not throwing heat. He's throwing breaking stuff, and I'm going to be able to I'm yeah. get on base. Well, and at that time, when you're 13, 14, your junk's probably not. Yeah. You know, more, well, you were, more ways than one, your junk's probably not that great. Like I said, you were, <laughs> you were a renowned pitcher within I, the league. Yeah, I was pretty well known. You know, I, I was very accurate. Um, maybe to a fault. Maybe to a fault. Didn't walk many people. Yeah. Didn't strike many people out. I would get a lot of grounders. 
mm-hmm. you know. But I always pitch complete games, and uh, yeah, I was always <laughs> very <laughs> proud of my performance afterwards. So we go back a ways. We do, and and we're here tonight, and. Should I, should I let me interrupt really quick? Yeah. If anybody listening to this does know me, they know that I, for the last, uh, I get so as long as we know each, I've had an addiction to nasal spray, as you've known, mm-hmm. for the past thirteen to fourteen years. And since this podcast has started, I've sitting, I've been sitting here trying to open a new bottle. <laughs> you've probably heard the fidgeting. Yeah. There's like fidgeting. There's, there's clacking. Like a crinkling. There's a crinkling of the plastic of this brand new. Uh, bottle of nasal spray and I just cannot quite get it open so what do you got there what kind of uh well I've switched because I've actually not that anyone cares but I've actually cut back because mm-hmm. I used to do Vicks which was like six dollars a bottle in one day and I sat down and we were like well if I'm spending six dollars a week on nasal spray we added it up it's like you know it's a good we could buy a boat yeah <laughs> over the last decade we could buy a boat so I switched to the cheaper version. Three bucks a week. Ah, four. It's a dollar ninety nine for this. And you do you do about a week on that? I do a week and a half. So the weaker version has actually caused less inflammation. Uh huh. So I don't need as much. What does that do for you? Open the passages. Yeah, get I can better airflow. I'm just able to breathe. Yeah, I can sleep. So it's it's pretty peaceful. Mm-hmm. So that's worth it. It's very. I mean, I would hope so. Over the past thirteen years, <laughs> yeah, I would say it's worth it. But. Yeah, well, we can segue into the next topic here. Yeah, go ahead. That does the breathing relief that you get from yeah. the nasal spray help you as a vocalist? Jason, of course, is a singer. He's the vocalist. He writes the 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 lyrics, the melodies for. His band is called the Inbox. He's got a bandmate. I myself am now a member of a two-man group called Super Divorce with uh, myself and Zach Fender. And who's the Inbox? Uh, myself and Ronak Chef. Two two-man groups are rough. Yeah, I would say ours started as uh, he. I was in Chicago. He was here. We. Uh, we have a mutual, his brother is one of my mutual best friends who I grew up with, Raju, who at his wedding, Ronak and I were really hammered, kind of were in the hallway one day and we both made music and we, we would always have these weird interactions throughout the years and, oh, we should make music, we should make music and one day we're like, we should make music and literally like the next day, or like maybe two days later, I sent him a song and kind of since then, it's it's just sort of been like, you know. If I if I was stone cold, I'd jump in right now. But, so, what what about the damn meeting that time was different as opposed to other times where you said let's make music and you didn't make music. This time you made music. What happened that time? What was it that time? <laughs> I you know the stars aligned. I guess I don't know if there's really any specific thing that I could point to. I think it was the right place, the right time. Uh, he was freshly married. He had just had a child. I was freshly married, you know, our, our lives had aligned. Uh, but that's a lot of shit going on, right? <laughs> in, in what way? You'd think 
that the stars would have aligned earlier when you didn't have all that stuff happening. No, see, I just here's where I'm gonna I'm gonna cut I'm gonna cut you off <laughs> because see, I think when you're two guys who are married, one has a kid, and Hannah and our in our position, you know, we weren't pregnant yet, but it was on the way. Uh, it's harder to get something going. However, if you ha- if you find someone who's in a similar position who understands the trials and tribulations, I think it's easier as opposed to if you find someone who's, he wakes up 100% <laughs> bell to bell, you know, yeah, writing riffs all day. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not going to jive with that guy. You know, He's I got to expect too much from yeah, him. Yeah, Ronak had to change diapers. I had to, you know, cook dinner, different things. We had jobs. And so we found a common ground. It's like, hey, I'm going to write some stuff. I'm going to send it to you. If you like it, you'll send it back. First few things we sent back and forth, total garbage. Kind of got into a groove. Ended up being pretty good. After about a year, we were like, this is pretty good. Made a EP. People seem to like it. And so that's kind of where we're at. So You were sending stuff back and forth. We were. Why couldn't you get together? Well, we did. So I was in Chicago, he was here, and it was difficult, you know, obviously with, you know, monetarily and everything, but we did, after we had enough songs to kind of get get together in the same room and do it. Uh, so he was in Columbus. This he week. was here in Columbus, I chartered a bus, and I came up here and stayed for two weeks at his home, and we recorded our EP. Great time, drank a lot of bullet bourbon, ate a lot of Taco Bell. Uh, it was great. A lot of fun. And then it took, like, I would say a year after that because maybe two weeks after that, I found out that my wife was pregnant. So that's where things got snagged. Not a bad way. Right. But Changes things up. Changes things up. So then you got two people that have kids all that stuff, all that jazz. So we had these songs sitting there and hey, but in a way made them better, I think. And, uh, and so now we're working on our next set working. We're, uh, now each week getting together, working on live stuff. So that's to come. And we live five minutes from each other now. And it's, and you just released a new music video. We did. We did. So, yeah. What's the story there? Uh, one of, uh, his, his, uh, what a mutual friend of ours uh so actually okay raju our so ronak's brother brother's wife's brother he's a great dancer so one day we were seeing he is there. a great dancer he, he's great yeah he always dances at like indian weddings and stuff he's absolutely fantastic so one day ronak and i were sitting there and we were like we should just like shoot a video where he just like dances down the ohio state campus and we were like, that's ridiculous, but yeah, that's great. And then we were like, yeah, let's just do it. And then we just did it. That, it's kind of that simple. We were just like, this weird idea. We've got the cool graphics going. It kind of went with like our, sort of our theme. What song was that for again? Separate States. Okay. So, yeah. Off of what's, what's the name of the album? Uh, this Side or the Other. Okay. And that's on Spotify. It's, you got your iTunes, you got your Spotify, you got your Amazon... <laughs> 
you know, you uh, can listen to the inbox through all of those places. And any, yeah, any place you want to go, uh, you can find us on Instagram, you know, Twitter, all those good places. So, fun stuff. You're an active bunch. We are active couple of guys, I guess. We are. We like to have. We like to goof. You know, we like to josh around. We like to have a, have, have a good time, interact. Now, a tidbit that I I want to point out here is the name. The inbox. Yeah. Where does it come from? It's pretty simple. Uh, it was sort of just a play on the postal service because when we first started sending this back and forth, we were like, ah, what, what is this? Because we had no intention of doing this like in any form of like actually releasing it. And the entire thing was we would send something to one another. It would show up in our inbox. So I would send him a vocal sample. That's the entire thing. I would send him uh, a vocal idea. It would show up in his inbox. He would send me a riff. It would show up in my inbox. And we're like, ah, oh, the inbox. So it's, it's not, so he's, not that So he's cool. taking care of the instrumentals. Pretty much. doing, like, the vocal parts. And you come together. Pretty much. To form your songs. Pretty much. Yep. I would have some, like, rough ideas, all the vocal stuff. And then he would take them and mold them into these cool, cool things. Well, there it is. So that's, that's that story. It's the inbox. That's the inbox. Jason Vanover and um, and Ronak Chef. Check us out at the uh, the inbox. <laughs> it's a music business. Quick. <laughs> it's a quick. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I am here at Jason's apartment this evening, and it's been a. It was a, we got together for a celebration of sorts, and uh, the basis of that celebration. I guess is the return of Bill Goldberg to active in-ring competition for one night only, according to him. If you're not familiar with Bill Goldberg, uh, again, that's how it's built with one night only. Yeah, one night only Survivor Series. It's a WWE pay-per-view, one of the biggest that they yeah. put on every year for many years now. And even in his first promo, he said, "You know, Brock Lesnar. Not only are you next, you're last." Your last, and that's a very that's very indicative of this is my this is it. Now, a lot of people listening right now might not be familiar with the world of professional wrestling, so you might hear people, "Well, oh, it's, it's fake, it's silly." First of all, to say, I watch wrestling, and you probably feel the same way. I watch wrestling the same way that I, I sit down to watch The Walking Dead. I know it's not real. It's not why I'm watching it. I'm watching yeah. it to be entertained by a story. And the story in wrestling just happens to take place usually in a promo or in a match that's scripted inside the ring. Same way action movies are scripted. It yeah. doesn't take away from it to me. I watch ultimate fighting or MMA matches or boxing matches or sports for a different reason than I watch professional wrestling. Yeah. It's something totally different. So, with that said, within the world of professional wrestling as this fictional thing... Uh, this night was especially important for you. It was. What What is it about Bill Goldberg? Where does your love for Goldberg well, start? Why did I come out here an hour and a half from my house well, <laughs> to, to experience this match with you tonight? Well, first, if I can, if you don't mind, because I don't know how much you talk about wrestling on this podcast. Not very often, because Bender's not a wrestling guy. I'm okay. trying to get him into it. Well, but. what I would like to say, then, is that, you know... For people that are into wrestling, it's very special. 
and in many ways, it's it's. I would say it's as big of a reason as to why you and I are friends as anything. Same with Kyle and I, another of our friends. You know, a lot of friendships are built over this. So, you know, the people that say, "Oh, wrestling's fake, wrestling's scripted, all this garbage." People that are wrestling fans, we just we scoff at it. Yeah, we get it. It's like you're still saying that at this point because like, we all know. I, I knew wrestling was fake when I was five. Like <laughs> it, it, that makes no difference. You don't watch wrestling because of that. It's like there are many more reasons you watch wrestling. You know, so just to get the just to get that out of the way. Having said that, uh, I would say. So, so rephrase your question. I, I wanted to just okay. you know, put that out there. So, yeah. So rephrase your question. Yeah. So as a wrestling fan, yeah, as someone who, who invests their time into watching this particular form of entertainment, this fictional product, the same way you watch any television show that you, listener, watch yourself, Yeah. why is the return of Bill Goldberg at Survivor Series tonight so special to you? Okay. What I would say is that the heyday of my watching wrestling took place during the height of Goldberg, which was, I guess, like 96 through 98, if I remember correctly. So I was, what, maybe like 12, 13? Math's probably a little off, but somewhere around there. So when I think back to the hate, like the glory days of wrestling, and I'm for you too, the Shawn Michaels, the Stone Cold, that, like that's the, the attitude era in the WWE. That's the Monday Night Wars as the... As, yeah. Us in in the know, mm-hmm. call it. You know that's you had that's your, you had your WWF back then, and you had your WCW. You did, and you were a WCW. And guy. I was a WCW guy, and my two best friends, you and Kyle, were hardcore WWF, which is now WWE guys. So we would go back and forth, and and I was very, you know, I was very in my camp. You were in, very in your camp. So, you know, uh, as storylines go, WCW ended up folding. WWE bought WCW. Goldberg ended up coming in in 2003 for a very short run. Mm-hmm. Wasn't very memorable. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was great. We had you know. a few back we had, and forths about we it. We did. I mean, he had the but that's, when you think of Goldberg, that's not. It you wasn't. Think of. You know, he had the wig. He, they, they did some weird things, but yeah. he had some spots. You know, spearing Jericho through the glass, just some different things that were great. The elimination Gold, chamber, which is like, I mean, that's an all-time in WCW or WWE. That's an all-time great moment. You know, yeah. he had some, he had some great times, um, but it, it it ended. It wasn't good, and then he just disappeared. That was it. You know, went off into the ether. Was gone, not to be heard from much again. And over the last, I would say, four years, maybe rumblings sort of started happening where it was like who was Goldberg before that WWE run though like what is it that makes Goldberg special to you who made him that way like in the WCW days I mean I well I would say the Road Warriors I would say Hawk and Animal because those were the two guys that like when I when I first remember watching wrestling that I was into wrestling big time those were my dad's favorites, mm-hmm. Hawk and Animal and Paul Ellering. Because those two guys, they would go out there and they would literally beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And that's how Goldberg was. It, it, it was like, you know, I, I am going to I am gonna make your body so sore after this match that like... Because as you know, back in the day, tag teams would go on tours. They'd go for weeks or whatever. You know, they'd go on a, a, a 10-day tour. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember listening to a thing with, with Ole and Arne Anderson where they, they said they went with the Road Warriors, and it was like when it was over, they were like, I couldn't wait to get home. Because, like, they just destroyed us, you know? Yeah. And I, I kind of like that. I like the physicality of that. And to me, coming up, getting into it, that's what Goldberg was to me. It was real. So when he burst onto the scene... It was real. It was real to me. As a yeah. kid, it was real. And he had the streak. It, if you're not yeah. familiar with it, Yeah. Goldberg came into WCW and he just destroyed everyone they put in the yeah. ring with him. And I, I mean, and the thing that like that I'll remember, like, hell, Nitro was three hours. Yeah. And I, I hate that Raw is three hours now. It's like, just stop. But, you know, Nitro was three hours and you can tune in just just for that. Like mm-hmm. just for any time that would that would happen. So yeah, that was always like my thing, you know, waiting for that. But so yeah, that's what um, during that run he got blown up in mythical proportion that became yeah. Goldberg. Yeah, it, it stopped. People stopped even saying his first name. It wasn't Bill Goldberg. Yeah, he was a Bill. Just, just Goldberg. Yeah, and uh, and he how what was the streak? Hundred and I think it was one. Was it one se- was it one seventy three or was that too, that, that might be too much? It was over a hundred. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He was nine hundred and forty five. <laughs> no, like I mean, I it know. was something you know, and astronomical. So, so he became this mythical character within the world of wrestling, kind of like a Hulk Hogan. Yeah, a legend. Yeah, in his own time. Yeah, and then after his WWE run that was very short, he disappeared. Yeah, and tonight he showed back up to wrestle his first match in over twelve years. Yes, against Brock Lesnar. Yes, and if you you know who Brock Lesnar is, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I mean, you hear him. If you have any knowledge of sports across any spectrum, at all, what it is because the athlete that he hit he is and he's become. So Goldberg. Uh, they've been building this match. He was going to have his first match back versus Brock Lesnar, a rematch from their WrestleMania match that is regarded as one of the biggest disappointments. <laughs> it in was bad. Yeah, history. it was bad. And I actually, I, I think I texted you the other day. It, it was bad. You know, I because I, I went back and watched, and I was. It can't be that bad. Yeah, it was bad. You know, it was very bad. So, actually, the match tonight was better. It was, and it lasted all of <laughs> a minute and a half. Yeah, a minute minutes. and a half. Um, yeah, spoilers um, in favor of Goldberg. Yeah, he, yeah. Are we are we doing spoilers for this or? Yeah, we can we can spoil it because this will this will be on Tuesday. Okay. So. Um, yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. Okay. Just I, I don't I, know. <laughs> I. Again, I came out here to be with Jason for the special moment because Goldberg is his favorite wrestler ever. I've known this for years. I used to give him shit about Goldberg back in the day. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure, I thought Goldberg was badass during his initial WCW run. Yeah. It was only once that I kind of became a smark in high school that I was like, yeah. oh, well, uh. But, but now, then he came back around recently. Well, now I'm a dad. Yeah. I watch it. I still get on the forums. I get on Reddit. I read about the dirt, you know, and the yeah. backstage politics. But I also appreciate watching as a fan. Yeah. Again, the same way you watch any other TV show. And, and, and wrestling fans are so weird in this way that, like, wrestling fans, I'll admit it, I get roped into it. We're so concerned with what's happening backstage. Yeah. But can you imagine, like, people who are fan of, fans of Lost 
Like, maybe they do it. I don't know. I've just never delved into it. Do fans of other TV shows, like, get on forums and read, like, the politics about why yeah. certain characters got written off? Or Yeah. I knew or, t- I knew Tony Soprano was holding out for three seasons. That's why there was a, <laughs> that's why there was a break in, in seasons. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. So so you, you, you start watching at a point when you learn about the politics, you start watching it only for the politics. And you have to kind of remind yourself why yeah. you started watching it to begin with. Yeah. So you had fun. You, you like these characters and... And you want to see these matches happen. And and tonight, it lived up to everything that I hoped in a way that I absolutely did not expect. Yeah. So. I, I, I just, yeah, I think that, um, I think you go through phases as wrestling fans. I think you're young, and you love it for what you just said. You love it for the theatrics. You love these, like, what Goldberg even says, like, you want to be these heroes. Yeah. Then we become these smarky internet trolls who get on there and you're total assholes mm-hmm. oh, meh, meh. You know? <laughs> work rate meh. but then yeah. you have kids like we have and you know you still have a little bit a little bit of that in you mm-hmm. but it's different yeah you know we're 31 years old it's like come on mm-hmm. it's just watch the show watch the show fucking enjoy it it's 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 wrestling it's in, it's entertainment yeah. like who really cares mm-hmm. it doesn't matter you know if that was Goldberg's last match then we'll forget about him in two weeks like it's yeah. not that big of a deal it's not gonna ruin anyone's legacy but to wait 12 years for his first match back and then to see that I mean and it's great yeah you're you're fulfilled in that match that where he just it was literally him spearing Goldberg or spearing Lesnar twice, and then a jackhammer. And not only a jackhammer, but a jackhammer where he held it. it yeah, w- with authority. Because what what pissed me off? Sorry. <laughs> because when he came out last week or two weeks ago, and he jackhammered Rusev, people were like, "Oh, he didn't hold. He didn't hold. <laughs> he didn't hold it." First of all, Rusev weighs about forty pounds more than Lesnar. Yeah, but still, like. He's huge, and he kind of helped. I mean, he, he he had it. But the fact that he picked Brock up, held it for a good two, three seconds, and then slammed it. At what? How old is he now? He's going to be 59 in like a month. Or, no, sorry, 50. <laughs> okay, 50. <laughs> no, he's no. 49. So. Okay, he's yeah. 49. He will be 69 tomorrow. <laughs> no, yeah, so he's 49. He will be 50, I think, in a month. So. Okay. And I don't think I've seen a 50-year-old that looks like that that can do that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So it was a one-sided victory. Brock Lesnar has not lost like that <laughs> probably ever in his entire career. Ever? No. I mean... Which, again, to all you people who might, oh, what do you mean he hasn't lost? It's fake. Within the context of the story, yeah, this is a character, yeah. you can imagine, on a show who has never... Um, had trouble manhandling someone else before. Yeah. You know, like, imagine an action hero like Arnold in his Terminator days. Yeah, John McClane goes down. Yeah. You know, and and then... Has to rebound. Yeah. Someone just comes in and completely wrecks this guy that you've never seen yeah. this happen to before. And here here's why I think that this is a good move. Because I think that, like, let's say Lesnar comes out, beats Goldberg. Then you're just still in the same spot. I think this gives them creative, you know, reign. Mm-hmm. What happens now? Does he just demo- 
does he just demolish the roster? Does he go on a warpath wanting to get Goldberg back, which which you know lures him back for Mania? Uh, I I really like from a story idea. I like the idea of him never being able to avenge this. <laughs> it's like always that one yeah the one thing, and that yeah. could be. But but that's cool. Like if the Mania thing wasn't bad enough, now it's he's zero and two against Goldberg. Yeah. And the second time he got absolutely <laughs> crushed. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like even if I'm not a Goldberg guy, I think it's cool. Yeah, you know, because again, a victory, it's you're in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Goldberg rides off, a good send off, he loses. Brock just de- um, annihilates Bray Wyatt next mm-hmm. month. Whatever. Now it's like, okay, well, Brock's still your main attraction, but now what? Mm-hmm. That's that's cool to me. Like I I think that there's something there. Unless you just unless he's gone. Unless but that's it. That, but that's that's why it's cool. Like that yeah. we you tune in. I think ratings might pop a little bit. They might. We might. Is Goldberg gonna be back soon? You might get a Goldberg uh, proper send off. I, I don't. Yeah. I I will tune in to Raw tomorrow night. I highly doubt they will be on. Yeah. But. To say that they wouldn't be there for Rumble, maybe or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. Hmm. Well, yeah, that was uh, that was a good Survivor Series. Yeah, I was pleased. I was very pleased. I think that uh, it delivered. I and I think most importantly, it uh, it's a big four again. Mm-hmm. You know. I always, I, and I think we had talked about this, I always liked Survivor Series. Yeah. I always thought it was a great PPV. To me, I always liked it better. SummerSlam to me was never, I mean, it was okay. Yeah. I always liked Mania, Rumble, and Survivor Series. SummerSlam was okay. They've really been trying to build SummerSlam up lately. Yeah, I just, but I can't, I'm trying to think back of like these great SummerSlam matches. I can think of great Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. I can think of these great, Rumble matches, you know. So I'm glad they're trying to like, you know, rebrand it, yeah, make it big deal again, and that hopefully did the job. So, well, we um, we shall see. You can check out the uh, WWE Network for only nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> great value. It's a great value. You get a lot of a lot of great quality content. You get your NXT every week. Your takeover pay-per-views or WWE pay-per-views and oddly enough there is one thing about the network I hate what's that there's no raw replay on there no not yet I I don't get that some sort of that 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 makes absolutely no sense to me it's some deal that they've got with USA I believe okay that prohibits them from being able to put those on there okay so maybe someday they're on Hulu Oh, really? You can watch Raw and SmackDown on Hulu the next day. Well, then what I would say is to subscribe to the network and Hulu. That's what I do. Okay. What about Netflix? Do that, too. I do, too. (laughs) So all three. What about about Amazon? I do do Amazon. I do that as well. (laughs) I do do that. I got my Prime. Yeah, I have that. My Hulu. You have cable? Netflix. Yeah, I got cable. I I also have cable. (laughs) Living very privileged, cushy vibes here. We're... But I just got cable for the first time in probably close to uh, probably close to ten years. Yeah. Several months ago, I went about ten years without having cable, and I got a, a package deal in the mail from Cincinnati Bell. 
where I found out I could get cable and internet for the amount I was paying for just internet through Time Warner. What would be interesting is if we did like a a flow chart. Yeah. Where we went through with Hulu, Netflix, the network, <laughs> cable, because uh, I also have HBO Go and I have Showtime, mm-hmm. and see what we're getting across each. <laughs> you well, know, I, I don't have HBO Go or Showtime, but I do. Uh, I do do the extra subscription to Cinemax uh-huh. because that's uh, that's the station that airs the Outcast TV show. Okay. And uh, and then I also have Shudder, which is like a streaming horror movie service. Yeah, you mentioned that. I, yeah. I, don't, I can't add a fifth, I don't think. <laughs> I think that I would be... And I've got Funimation streaming, which is Boy. like all anime. So I'm, now that's that really I'm something. talking about it, you, you don't realize until you start I mean, it's unbelievable. It. Yeah. You know? But you know, a lot of these are under 10 bucks a month, so... Yeah, but still, I mean, that's how you that rationalize out. it. Like, oh, it's only seven ninety nine. Okay, yeah, but, then, I can do but that. then I also spend ten bucks a month on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, so that's another ten. Yeah, um, I also spend ten dollars a month on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah, I've got I've got Spotify, which is nine ninety nine. So, so, <laughs> so basically, we're it's just different <laughs> facets of media where we're just it's just a ten dollar a month for something. That's how they get you. Yeah. Because you don't think that's very much. And so you realize no, you're time. subscribed it's, to like it's, 15 it's, things. It's fucking great. I mean, I, I can't even... I mean, if I had to think... I'm looking at my bookshelf. There's probably something in there, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, yeah, Loot Crate. I spend 20 bucks a month on Loot Crate, which is... I mean, that's... I should probably quit that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell, last week I had stuff I don't even know... I didn't, I didn't even like what I got, so... What do you do when you, you don't like what you get? You just throw it out? I... No, I keep it all, or I give it... <laughs> Lazarus has, like, four or five of the items, uh, or I just, you know... What was your big... Do you usually get at least one big ticket item every month? Well, you get a shirt. Like a main feature? There's a shirt each week, mm-hmm. or <laughs> each week. Uh, there's a shirt each month, which... I mean, I think that's worth it, a cool shirt. As long as it's cool. I mean, you get a dud. <laughs> I don't know what else comes... <laughs> I mean, a shirt's a shirt, you know. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say my big dud, which I don't even know where it's at. I got a puzzle. <laughs> That's a big dud? It was a puzzle? Yeah, it's a Matrix puzzle. Oh. And I don't even know where it's at. It's in the bookshelf somewhere. But was it's... like an art puzzle or did it feature like No, it's the, an actual like, puzzle. Past... Well, no, I mean, the puzzle pieces, do they make like a picture of like uh, one of the DVD boxes? Or... I don't know. I didn't put it together in the box. It just says Matrix. So... <laughs> I have no idea. So that's that's a big dud, but well, but yeah, now that I think about it, so that with you know all these other things, I gotta do some pruning. I got yeah, I gotta stop. <laughs> well, I gotta take a step back and reevaluate because I'm sure there's something else I'm forgetting that I wanted to to bring something up. Normally, we start the show every week with a little segment we call Beer Me. Okay. And I forgot to do that this time. Oh, okay. But we were drinking beers this evening. And we were. Uh, it was uh, Samuel Adams' Winter Lager. Yes. What did you think of it? Did I you... enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. Yeah. I'm actually not a huge beer guy. I'm a big drinker, obviously. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows, you know, I like to drink. 
uh, beer in, in general, I have bad allergies. So I think it's the hops mm-hmm. that uh, gets my, which call back to the beginning with the nasal spray. That could be uh, full circle where that started. But um, yeah, so I don't drink a lot of beer. <clears throat> but I enjoyed this one. I don't feel like it messed me up too much. Uh, had a good taste, a nice robust flavor. I like the label. Yeah. Um, I'm a very big Christmas guy, as you know. As you can see, my tree, my village, mm-hmm. uh, all my stuff's already up. So Jason has a Christmas village set up. I do. I little uh, miniature Christmas village. I'm very into the the holiday. It's very festive in here already. It is. We have our stockings up. Uh, so yeah, I'm very into this. I would. I would. I would give it a. What's the rating? What's our scale? Are we doing? We never really rate like your number. We just say this what's, is a good beer. This is a good one. What's? Should we come up with a rating? Maybe. No, I just. I. I think it's simple enough to say. Would you recommend it? Uh, yeah, we're I would looking for a good it. a good holiday beer. Yeah, be I a good one. Especially, we'll have people getting together for Thanksgiving later this week, after this episode airs. So, well, hell, I I mean, I think alone for just if you if you show up to a holiday party with this six pack mm-hmm. with a Christmas tree on it, yeah, you can't lose because it's got a Christmas tree. It, it it's festive. It tastes good. I mean, I think people see it and they're like, oh, this guy's, <laughs> he's here to have a great time. Some people have a problem with the, the uh, blue being mixed in with the Christmas lineup of colors. What color would you have? Well, I know that traditionally it's like red and green. You want red and green and white. Some people have a problem with blue being thrown in. No, is that's... that okay? Because the bottle is, it's got a bunch of blue like a blue background to kind of uh, showcase the, the snowflakes that are white, well, and then you've got a green Christmas tree. Well, first of all, let's tackle the subject that Sam Adams typically is blue, mm-hmm. right? And their, their logo is blue. The, the Boston Lager, yeah, it's just okay. So it's darker blue. It is darker blue. blue, but they have a blue <laughs> heritage, I guess. <laughs> they have a blue heritage. <laughs> they have a blue heritage. But I mean, and obviously this is uh, audio, so they can't see it. But I mean, look at that and tell me that that's not a beautiful. It's more of a baby blue. It is baby blue. Yeah, and it's, it's beautiful. I mean, that, that's a great. And you, it, it shows off the snowflakes. It does. I mean, you can see the tree, and you can see the ornaments on the tree. There's like little ornaments, little snowflakes. So it's a. It would be a great beer to drink with your Thanksgiving or holiday Christmas dinner. Because I, I, I would like around, around Thanksgiving, you can break out all of the, the Christmas stuff. Yeah, at a, I would say out of ten turkeys, I'd give this nine turkeys in terms of bringing it to uh, a Thanksgiving party. Bring this six or twelve pack, and I think that you'll be the hit of the party. I agree. I agree with you. I, I couldn't... Uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic. As Coming from a guy that when I drink beer, I have to uh, swallow 15 to 16 Benadryl before I go to sleep so I don't choke out. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So how do you feel then about, well, if you, if you're able to see the scene right now, we're kind of sitting on the kitchen countertop. Yeah. We call this the bar, the <laughs> bar here. And to Jason's left, we've got the Sam Adams bottle we were just discussing to your right 
Uh, we already talked about your nasal spray. Yeah. I want to talk about the new Metallica album. Real okay. Quick. Okay. Um, we did discuss this briefly earlier this evening, but uh, Jason has the vinyl version of the new Metallica. I'm holding it up. Hardwired to self-destruct. Um, yes. What do you? Because I don't know. Have you have you given the entire thing a listen? Well, a listen few times through or just maybe a once over i've listened to it three times mm -hmm. and i want to hold off because i can already tell you it's in my top 10 of the year any chance right off the bat that it might make it up to number one it is not number one no way possible it is not even possible not no. possible not possible and i don't say that in a negative way this was a tough. This was a tough year. We've had this. We've had this discussion many times. This. I, I actually had a Facebook or an Instagram post recently that I think maybe you commented on where I, I couldn't believe the year of music, not just from bands that we love, but just in general. So, in in many years, this would have been a one or two, but it's a top ten by far. Top five, maybe. Oh, I'm gonna I'll hold off. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold judgment because I I, I want to have that, you know, I will. It's not number one, but okay. I want to hold off judgment. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think Metallica is a, is a very special band for me and you. I think that we it, it's it's sort of sorry. I'm see I'm snotting now. <laughs> it's the beer starting to take hold. I'm starting to not be able to breathe. Um, Metallic is weird, and it's like Dreamcast, I think, for us. It's like one of those things we kind of bonded over back in the day. And I know before I even met you, you were probably the same way before you met me. Metallica, for me, was the first like the first band I can remember ever really, really getting into. 100%. Where I wasn't listening to what someone else told me to. It was like I heard this, this band, and it was uh, Until It Sleeps from Load. Really? I remember when I saw that video on like VH1 MTV back in... That was the one, huh? And then I got that album, and then I wanted all the other ones, and I started listening to them, and Metallica's like all I listened to from like 5th grade until 8th yeah. grade, and I just had that burned into my brain. Yeah. So they are special in that way. Yeah, 100%. So, well, for me, it was Dave Matthews' band. Yeah. That was my, like, which, whatever, but... but oh, Dave, but, Dave, don't apologize. No, I'm not, I'm, I, I won't apologize. I'll never apologize, but but Metallica was that second band that I would say maybe has um, paved the path more to where I'm at now musically, and maybe, maybe a little bit of both, but um, but th th this is a very special record, I think, after, what's, what's it been, eight years, I think, since, since their last record came out or something like yeah. that. Um, it's fantastic, I just think... Uh, if you're a Metallica fan, God, you're doing yourself a huge disservice if you don't. Yeah, the thing that I loved it about up. it so far from listening to it was like I'll hear things within every song uh, where I'm like, I'm thinking that part is Ride the Lightning, that part's Injustice for All, that yeah. sounded like Kill 'Em All. When you hear everything come together and it sounds yeah. natural, not like they were forcing it though. It's yeah. like, oh, this is Metallica now. They're, yeah. They're just incorporating everything they've ever done into this yeah. album, and it's really good. Well, the thing you know about me, too, is I'm very, like, uh, hook-driven. I like a good hook. I like mm -hmm. a good chorus. I, I've never heard Hetfield hit hooks and choruses. Like, like 
and that's why I was saying Moth to Flame is like my favorite mm-hmm. or Moth into Flame yeah like some of the the choruses on this album I, I'm like what this doesn't even sound like Metallica like he's like murdering this song like, yeah. this sounds fantastic so but yeah fantastic record uh, and the CD is split into two discs because the songs are like they average over six minutes a piece. Yeah, <laughs> so it's amazing. You're yeah. Well, this yeah, this is a double. I believe yeah, because the other disc is in the thing. So yeah, this is a double. Yeah, it's vinyl. a it's a good quality. It is a good quality. You're getting a lot of music for your money. Tw- only twenty four bucks too. So I feel like uh, that's not bad. And the CD, I picked mine up at Target, but I also saw it on sale at uh, Best Buy. For nine ninety nine, both places. Really? Yeah, for a double disc, deluxe edition, great artwork. And just Very for cool. the listeners, we should point out, I burn a copy for Kyle. Yeah. So he's probably flying down the highway right now, <laughs> listening to yeah. it, going 90, <laughs> hopefully enjoying it, you know? Yeah. Uh, just ripping the whole highway to pieces, so. <laughs> Tearing up 71. <laughs> yeah, just killing it. So, but yeah, great album. Uh, I... I hope that you that you bring me back for the end of the year uh, album of the year podcast because I this like will, to have you because I'm interested to hear this isn't this I can promise you this is my top in top ten mm-hmm. I don't want to give away what is what number mm-hmm. it could be number two <clears throat> could be ten it's not one I promise you that it but anywhere from two to ten it could be there see I do have because you just said it could be number two it could be. But you know it's not one. It's not one. And that makes me feel like you already have your number one picked out. I do. So. I do. Well, we'll have to so we check have to, back in. Yeah. I have my number one picked out, I think, for a little while. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I was pretty steadfast when I heard it. There's been a couple things along the way that have... Rock the boat a little rock, bit. That have rocked the boat, but I'm pretty steadfast. But definitely top ten, and uh, I couldn't give it a higher praise. I would, if I was, you know, writing for Rolling Stone or one of the one of these magazines, I would I would give it a, a nine point eight out of ten. This is everything you would have wanted as a Metallica fan from a new Metallica album in 2016. Couldn't I couldn't have asked for anything more. Not one thing. Not one thing. I think the artwork's great. I think uh, the and actually, I'll tell you one more thing. Sorry. The other thing I love, like you just mentioned, I love the songs are like 45 minutes long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah. You know, I love that I put a track on. It's like, well, I'm going to drive back to Dayton and one song will be Exactly. Over. Like that, that, that's Injustice for All. That's Ride the Lightning. Nine minute tracks. You're going to get your face ripped in half during this song. And that's what I like. And I mean, hell. Well, the... the it's not on here, but I was going to look at the track, the times. But well, yeah, I, I think I had time to drive because I started one disc when I left my house. And when I made it here, it had been enough time. Disc one? <laughs> I, I made it through both discs, but it would have only been like making it through the entire album and then having one more song play. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. It's like 90 minutes or so. so. It's a fucking long album. Yep. Again, you're getting your money's worth. You are. And you know what? I, I have a bone to pick with people these days who kind of scoff at Metallica. Because I know it's not like hipstery cool to like Metallica 
And I feel like they get kind of scoffed at. Maybe it's James Hetfield's delivery and like, or whatever. But you know what? They're they're go, one of the best of all time. Yeah. So go go jerk off somewhere. <laughs> go go do something else. Who cares? You know, like what you like. We as we've talked. When you get older, like what you like. Yeah. I, I don't have time to give a fuck. You know, my time spent caring for my daughter, loving my wife, loving my friends. And listen to the music I fucking like. I don't really care if people give a shit if I like this or that. It's uh, like I did eight years ago. Yeah. That mattered a lot. You know, my whole persona was built on it. I don't care now. I'll walk into a record store and buy a John Mayer vinyl if I want to. If mm-hmm. I want, if I want to listen to that. Well, people, I'm sure you know about Dave and the perception uh, people I, have. I just don't care, you Dave know. Matthews. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Anymore. Did you see the video of him performing with uh, the Dave Matthews band performing with Michael J. Fox? No, I didn't. You didn't? No. Uh, I just saw it yesterday. Was it great? Yeah, they they played. Uh, oh shit! What was it? I think it was a Hendrix tune. Oh really? At, like uh, Parkinson's awareness was Michael concert. J. Just like killing it. I bet. Yeah, he he was oh, shredding. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I buy his record. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, not to go on another tangent, but as you get older, that shit doesn't matter, you know? Well, I want to, real quick, address Dave Matthews. Okay. Because I I feel like that's another one. People kind of, they lump Dave in with, like, the bro movement. Yeah. And, like, college dumbasses and fucking beer pong and whatever. I don't know. Real bro-down type of atmosphere. Yeah. That concert... That I went to, I went to one Dave Matthews band concert with you and Kyle. Yeah, and it was probably one of the most incredible musical experiences I've I've ever seen. Yeah, it was like three hours of nonstop music. Yeah, just no bullshit, just musicianship at its finest. Yeah, and it was a fucking blast too. Well, I would say with that, the problem is bands can't dictate who their audience is. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying that Dave Matthews Band set out to want, like, a a goth audience or, (laughs) you know, whatever. But they make music, and whoever likes them likes them, and that's that's who likes them. That doesn't take away the fact that they are, like, that Carter Beaufort is probably top two, three drummers working today. They are amazing. You know, people give them shit, and that's fine. I get it, because, like... The crowd is kind of annoying, and and because Kyle and I, we went to concert after concert, and it, it, it did get a little redundant, but you know. But to be fair, it's good music to put on when you're maybe shooting the shit with your friends, having some yeah, people over great. to drink, you know, and it's kind of like the Buffett deal. Yeah, and I'm it, it's a, it's an event. It's a it summer is, event. It's a summer event. It's a good time. It's a great time. You know, it's a it's fun. I'm not into it as much as I used to be. As you get older, your I think your musical, uh, your interests, your they grow, they mature. Um, well, you could go back. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, like that's why I texted you that day when the Crash vinyl came out. I was yeah. there that day. It came out. I bought it. You know. Crash. Where is that in your top top ten? That is the top ten ever. Yeah, of all time. That's a top ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great album. Can you say off the top of your head, is it, is it top five? It might be five. It might be five. Stay What You Are is, is number one. Okay. I'm, I'm still there. 
that like I'm still <clears throat> I don't know how you feel it's it's like this it's this uh, back and forth between stay where you are and Pinkerton for me really I, I have a very I don't know yeah I feel like maybe because I discovered Pinkerton first yeah that I'd have to say that one but just it's a toss-up yeah you know yeah. it could just as easily be number one but if someone made me pick it would probably be Pinkerton one and stay where you are number two that's okay yeah I just I always like use the analogy like gun to my head like pick stay where you are it's it's yeah that's that's it yeah so. from uh, saves the day if you're not familiar with yeah <laughs> where have you if, been yeah, then 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 get on it because that album from front to back, it's a crisp thirty six minutes or so, and it's it'll rock your face in half. Yeah, and that's one of, that not not one of that is my favorite record probably of all time. A lot of others that have come along, but you know that that's probably it. So I would have a hard time I think putting my top ten together. It's changed over the years because some Queen, some Beach Boys would be in there. There's some different things that would make their way in there, but that's. Still, my definitive, I think, number one. So, would Coheed be in the top five with anything? Yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, I would say In Keeping Secrets would be. See, oh, that's tough. I thought Afterman was. I, I know, like, I'm thinking. Uh, I don't. One of the two. Or Good Apollo. I mean, Good Apollo would be maybe. Uh, in any, it, they're interchangeable. But yeah, one of them would be in the top five, by far. Well, you know, the problem with Coheed, if I did a top fifteen, four, like they would all probably be at least one slot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. Well, maybe we can do a, an all-time favorites episode sometime. I would, I would love to. Yeah, we should. Maybe after the new year, we'll sit down and do one, and you know, list our reasoning and. Uh, yeah, I, but I'm ready for our top ten of the year. Mm-hmm. I think I, I want to do that. <clears throat> I'm I've pretty much got mine kind of picked out. So I haven't I haven't done any sort of fine fine tooth combing of the year itself. I know there's been a lot, so it might be that's what's tough. I'm gonna have to go back through. And, you have to go through because and, and I think out. if if Bender's gonna mm-hmm. get in on it too, which I you know definitely, yeah. I think it would be a very eclectic list. Yeah. It, see, here's what I would like to do as well. What we do is we do, so we each do ten, and like let's say each of us have like the same album. Mm-hmm. It gets like two points or something. Yeah. So then maybe we can like definitively say, well, this was our album of the year. Yeah. You know, like yeah. let's say, not saying we we will, but like let's say we all have Weezer White album as like four, five, and one. Mm-hmm. Then that's our album of the year. You know, something like that. So. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun format. That is a fun format. I like that. So that's that's what I say we do. So we'll have to do that. And I'm sure I haven't looked, but I I have to assume there's at least a few more releases that I'm not thinking of that are going to be put out before the end of the year. This was the last one I was waiting on. This was it. I'll have to I, look and see if there's anything else. But I feel like there's got to be at least something in December. Because Mo- most of the time, stuff does not get released in December just because of the holidays. But I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there's something. Yeah. But I'll look. But yeah, this was my last. Maybe the new Josh Groban. 
uh, Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, that could be number ten, number nine or ten, um, just depending on which which things he covers. But um, the new, uh, I'm sure there's a new Trans Siberian Orchestra. I think Charlotte Church has a new um, originals coming out as well. Yeah, Mannheim so. Steamroller, probably a new one in December. Uh, yeah, so so we'll see. We'll Vince, see. I know Vince Gill has a new one as well, so we'll yeah. see what happens there. And Colin Ray. But uh, yeah. Well, all right. Well, uh, yes, it's, it's been fun. It's been a good time. Good. We, we covered a lot of ground here. We did. So, again, I want to thank uh, Jason, Jason Vanover, of uh, not only the inbox but also of my life. Um, check out his band, though. Check out the uh, the group, the musical outfit that him and. Uh, Ronox Chef have put together the inbox. Where where all can they hear your stuff? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at JBV Inbox, I think. I don't even know. That sounds about right. <laughs> I think it is JBV Inbox. I think it's JBV Inbox. Uh, the Inbox Music on Instagram. Uh, the Inbox Music on Facebook. Uh, inbox Music on SoundCloud. And then just, uh, hey, if you want to check out our new video, go to YouTube and type in the inbox separate states. And you'll see a beautiful Indian man dancing down the street. And that's our good buddy who's a great dancer. Right and over by the Newport. Right over by Newport, yeah. He's a great dancer, and uh, you'll enjoy the video. Yeah. So that's that. All right, well, um, thank you guys for listening this week. And... Um, Sorry, Bender couldn't be here. He'll be back next time. But uh, I, I think that we, uh, I think we did a good job uh, filling the void. And I want to thank Jason again for being here and uh, providing his, his talents and uh, his insight. This Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Until next time. that's it for this week man um hope you guys enjoyed that one sans bender bender will be back with me next week be back to the uh the usual bender nicholas dynamic that you've grown so used to over the uh past few months here and who knows what we'll talk about next time but i hope you enjoyed that episode make sure that you check out the inbox um they're doing some great tunage over there in inbox land. And Jason and Ronock are great dudes as well. Great family men, fathers, and uh, great musicians to boot. And, um, yeah, other than that, got to go over our social media presence. Instagram, at SuperDivorceBand. Twitter, at SuperDivorce. Snapchat, SuperDivorce. And, uh... Facebook.com slash SuperDivorce. Check out the Divorce Club on Facebook. Check out SuperDivorceMe.com, your one-stop shop for all things Super Divorce. There you can watch um, you can watch new episodes of Super Tokens Show and Tell Edition. You can watch a new episode of Super Fanatics every Friday, the comic book review show. You can check out your new episodes of uh, Super Scary every Saturday, which is a horror movie review show. And then 
twitch.tv slash nv0816 every Monday and Thursday night at midnight for some live streaming video games. Try to mix in some, Try to I try to do an eclectic mix of games on that show. So though I enjoy um, your well-known big ticket AAA titles, I'm not a video game hipster. I'm uh, not only playing indie games or games that no one's heard of before, but I try and feature games that are a little under the radar on Super Tokens, just because I feel like it's a good way for people to see some stuff they might not normally hear about. Um, so yeah, check that out, and shoot us an email at uh, divorceclub at superdivorceme.com. Let us know how we're doing, suggestions for any topics we should cover on the on the podcast here, uh, ideas for movies that we should check out for super scary, or comic books and graphic novels for super fanatics. We're all over the place here, folks, and uh, we're going to continue bringing you fresh content every single day of the week, pretty much, because we also have the super blog every Sunday, and that completes the circuit there. So seven days a week, we got something new for you, and we're going to keep doing that because we have fun with it. I want to thank you for tuning in this week, and we will see you right here next Tuesday for another exciting episode of the Super Divorce Supercast. Thanks a lot. See ya. Super Divorce.